You're listening to the More of What Matters podcast, honest conversations for daring women. Welcome to the More of What Matters podcast. I'm Andrea Olson, and today's conversation is with a new friend of mine, Taylor Davis. We met because our kiddos go to school together, and Taylor is the owner and lead floral designer for Something Pretty Floral here in Dallas. She and her husband live here with their sons, Hudson and Camden, and her new daughter, Hallie. And I love this conversation because you're going to get to hear more of the behind the scenes of running a very demanding business. She has grown this business over the last eight years. It's pretty remarkable to see all of that's what's happened in that time. And she's very honest about the pitfalls, the things in the wedding industry that might surprise you. And specifically in the floral industry, I learned some things that I would have never known. I think what's also great is that she has her priorities very clearly mapped out. You're gonna hear about that today. And I think you're really gonna enjoy this conversation. Here's my conversation with Taylor Davis. Hi, friend. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Okay, so Taylor and I know each other because our kiddos go to school together. And I've just noticed a lot of interesting parallels in some of the work that we do. Obviously, totally different industries. But it kind of got us talking about entrepreneurship and then our stories. And I just want to give everyone here a chance to hear more about yours. So will you just give us step back in time, like, I don't know, 10 years. Give us like the landscape. What was going on in your life? What were you doing? Um, so 10 years ago, my husband and I moved to Dallas from Lubbock. We had just kind of finished our college tour, if you will. And so we were engaged and moved to Dallas. We both had corporate jobs. Um, I loved mine. I loved sales. I loved talking with people. But I worked for a food company, so I sold food to restaurants, like tomatoes and lettuce, and I was literally crawling in the back of kitchens, like trying to get through the mess. And I was just like, oh man, I'm not really enjoying this as much as I was, um, but I still love the sales aspect. So um, I I did that for five years, and like I said, I loved it. But something just kind of clicked. Blake and I got married. I loved everything about like the wedding planning process and just like the whole day, and it was just like, such a fun experience and I remember I actually cried on our honeymoon to Blake who's my husband um that I was just like sad because I was like this is our last time to ever like talk about planning a wedding and so anyways I it, I was kind of like in a weird funk for the first couple days because it was like I was like mourning the loss of getting to plan a wedding which is weird so I went to get my nails done with my mom like a week after the honeymoon and I was like mom th- I don't know something I, I want to do something with weddings I don't know what I can't, like, that can't be the last that I do weddings. Um, and so we were just sitting there talking, and I, I don't know what made me think this, but I was like, let's, what about, like, a flower shop? Like, we could do flowers for weddings, which, in hindsight, I would have picked something else, something less, with less overhead, less stress. There's a lot that goes into flowers, which I didn't really know when I got started. So I was like, yeah, let's, let's, let's do bouquets and some boutonnieres for some weddings, and yay. Um, well, at the time, my husband had just started his own business, small, um, like, marketing agency, just for any kind of type of business. Um, and so he just kind of whipped together a website. And I, at the time, was, like, 25, which seems so young now. 
but I knew a lot of people getting married and so I just kind of reached out and I was like hey I'm starting this business doing flowers like can I do your flowers and I can't believe so many people gave me the opportunity because now looking back I'm like oh my gosh I can't believe they let me do their wedding um, and it always they always turned out really pretty they were smaller weddings of course and um, just I don't know if it, like my sales background just kind of took over but it just went from there like it I quit my corporate job within like six months right or it could have been more of a year it, I felt good leaving my job almost a year into doing like a side hustle um, and I just think the time in my life everybody was getting married so I just had a lot of like connections so I just started doing a lot of people's weddings um, you know a, a discounted rate not anything crazy and just slowly kept getting more brides and more brides um, and then I finally was like I think I need an office and I think I need some employees because like I can't keep doing this by myself it's a lot so at the time I didn't have any kids and then I, I was pregnant and Blake was like, you can't be lifting all this stuff. Like I would like load up a U-Haul, unpack it, set the wedding up kind of like by myself with a couple like random people that would help me. Um, and I was like, yeah, I can't do this anymore. Like this is too much. So I hired a couple girls um, to help and to start meeting with brides. And then it was like, I was fine with taking kind of like a pay cut to hire some people to help me. And it's like, as soon as I hired people to help me, we grew even bigger so like I replaced that income just from having extra hands extra people to like you know navigate wedding days I could do two weddings in a day because we had people so it just kind of grew and grew and grew and then 2020 hit and it was a game changer for the event industry because obviously crowds couldn't gather and um, the social distancing thing really put a kink in, in plans so all of our, at this point, I think I had four employees and myself and um, everybody was canceling their weddings. So like every day I'd get a new call. Yeah, we're going to have to cancel or postpone. Like, you know, and we only take a small, at the time we only took a small deposit. So I'm like, um, okay. So we kind of had to navigate that. And I'm over here like, how am I going to pay my staff? So we decided to open up the shop for like deliveries and um, pickups because people, I don't know, people were really into like supporting small businesses then and like a lot of people were sending flowers to their grandmothers and to family who they couldn't see because of, you know, COVID. So that kind of like took off. Um, and then after about six months, I don't know what just kind of lit a fire under my booty, but I was like, we should start shipping. And now I'm like, I don't even know why, it just makes me tired thinking of it. but. I just was like, yeah, let's ship flowers. So we we designed a, a custom box and went through the whole process of that and like did a bunch of samples and sent them out to people and like to see how we could like improve that process. And so now we just ship nationwide and deliver locally and now weddings are back. So now we have a whole wedding division and we have a um, shop side where we deliver and ship flowers. And now we actually are kind of going into like brand marketing a little bit there's a third um, avenue we've kind of just started playing with so um so now we have about seven how many like seven or eight we have like 10 or 12 employees but we have seven that are here for like full-time every day you know whether we have anything going on or not so that's kind of the story oh my gosh okay first of all i have about 12 questions but <laughs> you're not going to be able to ask them all i'm sure I, okay, I love the beginning start where you just talked about how I was grieving the wedding planning process, which I would say is not normal because I did not grieve the wedding planning process when it was done. What it was, I was so sad. Blake was like, are you gonna be okay? So that was a clue, right? And I always think there's clues that give you an idea of what your passion is going to look like or what it could be. It doesn't mean it's the end all be all, but it fuels you to make the next move. 
and then obviously deciding on flowers. What what other part of the wedding industry would you do now if you had all the information? I would have been a wedding. Well, I'm not saying these jobs are any easier at all because they're not. They're I always say now I'm like oh I can never be a wedding planner, but maybe a wedding planner, maybe a photographer. Just there's just a lot of overhead that comes with being a florist. We have a 4,000 square foot office. We have to have employees. Just shipping the flower. We ship flowers every week to our shop. Like we're talking thousands and thousands of flowers. That's just a process to navigate. There's just a lot. There's a lot that goes into it that people don't realize. Like why are wedding flowers so expensive? Because there is so much that goes into it that people don't realize. So I would have maybe picked something. I mean, I wouldn't have changed anything, obviously, because I'm here where I am now, but I just, it's funny that I landed on probably the hardest thing you can do in the wedding industry from like a, you know. In some ways, do you think that also breeds your success though? Because not everyone can do it very well. And that is a differentiator in the industry. Possibly. Yes. There's not like, uh, like there's hundreds of photographers. There's hundreds of wedding planners. I would say there's only a few like florists in the DFW area that are like known, I guess. Um, I would definitely say we're one of them. And I actually proudly say that because we worked really hard to get to that point. Um, but if you are looking to get married, you know, it, kind of in the Dallas area, you've probably heard of our business. So yeah, maybe, well, I, I would say also after COVID, a lot of people didn't make it, a lot of florists didn't make it. So whereas there used to be maybe like 20 that people would kind of go back and forth, there's more like 10 now. And a, a lot of people have really kind of just gone, nobody went to like doing flower deliveries. I know that for sure. So. Um, I can I can see some florists kind of trying to start to do that model, and I'm like very humbled by you know copying is how do they say is a compliment. I think it's very cool to see, and a lot of them have reached out to me like, hey, how are you handling this? Like, what are you doing? So just try, kind of trying to help navigate for them, but um, not a lot of people opened up to be a shop, and I think that's like given us a lot of success because now we can work with anybody. We're not just a bride; it can be you know a loss in the family or a birthday or anniversary. I mean, anybody wants flowers, so. Yeah. Well, when there are challenges is the time to innovate, right? Because obviously that that's at the core of what you did during COVID. It sounds like now your model looks even better than it did before. You've diversified. You have lots of different ways to bring people to your brand. Can you tell us a little bit about your branding? Because I would say that's something that really makes you guys stand out in the industry. Because even for me, like I was familiar with your brand slightly before we met. And then as soon as we met, I obviously started following all your stuff. And I'm like, okay, that is a unique aspect of what you do. So if you don't follow already, tell people where to follow you because. Okay. So our Instagram is at something pretty floral. And yeah, I, I would say we have really good branding and it's really because our name is so fun and cute and girly. And I would say like the traditional florist is very not knockiness at all, but it's very traditional. And it's like usually very old school the way things are handled and their arrangements are you know there's a lot of like filler flower and we just I really wanted to have more of like a trendy like flowers are cool like posting with your flowers is pretty it makes your grid look pretty and we really try to keep it like trendy and fun and cheerful and like you know let's spread love to others with flowers um, but I think our name is really fun. It was it was crazy. I'm actually dealing with some trademark infringement of my own. But back in the day when I started, I kind of had a similar name as another florist here in town. And I quickly realized, okay, I need to change it. And I had already booked a couple weddings at that point under this other name. 
And I remember talking to my mom on the phone, and she was like, well, what do you want your name to be? And this was like a month. I couldn't figure out what I wanted the name to be. And I was talking to my mom while I was driving, and she was like, well, what, like, what do you feel like you want to be saying in like 10 years? And I was like, I just want it to be like something pretty. And then I was like, oh, something pretty floral. And she was like, I love it. And it was just like, it just clicked. It was meant to be. And then it's just led to so many other things, like something pretty the shop, something pretty wedding, something pretty brands. Um, and I think we just try to make everything, you know, a nice experience from the minute you start working with us. Like we want the website navigation to be nice. Once you receive the flowers to be nice, all the packaging, you know, we work really hard to make sure the packaging is really pretty. So having to work pretty in your name is super, it just helps. Yeah, it does. And it also aligns your brand very clearly on what is important because it is. I mean, if you're delivering flowers and you are creating that kind of experience, it is the ultimate in terms of importance. So I get that. Okay. So thinking back to who you were as an entrepreneur at the beginning of this, obviously you add kids to the mix. You now have three beautiful kiddos. Life looks really different because you aren't the same person you were when you started this until now. What would you look back and tell that girl as a 25 year old? To just keep going because like I love where I'm at right now. Like if I, if there was times that was challenging, but I never felt like, oh, I want to be done. But I, I love where I'm at in my life right now. Like I have a great team. They know I leave at two o'clock every day if I'm even here. Like if I can't do this and be a good mom and be there for pickup every day, like I'm not doing this. Like I'm not having this business. You know, the girls know I only come in a couple days a week. I usually don't even make it until like 9.30 and I have to leave by actually 1.15 to make it home for um, the sweet lady who watches my baby. So uh, you know, sometimes it'll go longer and my husband will run home, I, but I try to schedule, like keep it during that time and I'm home for kindergarten pickup. Then we go pick up my three-year-old. Like if that can't work, I'm not doing this. And I, all my girls know that. And so I think they're, they're very gracious and like, if I'm like, hey guys, I'm leaving. Okay, bye, you've got this. Like they understand like this is, they have this job because I can make it work because like I said the minute I can't I won't be doing this anymore but it works great yeah you've worked so hard to get to this point though and I think it's easy to say that now in retrospect it, it makes a ton of sense you've almost earned that ability to have that flexibility but someone just starting out I mean that's that's not reality that's not where people begin and so it's I think it's a good reminder because flexibility oftentimes is earned through amount of sacrifice well, I will say, you know, I always had the flexible schedule. I could do what I wanted, right? Because I'm my own boss. And But, like, the work still had to get done. So if I needed to leave early, I knew I was going to work at night. Like, I knew I was going to stay up late and finish what needed to be done. Um, I also have a very, like, hands-on husband. And he helps me a lot, which is really great. Um, so if ever I couldn't get there to get the kids. Well, at the, at the time, I only had one or two. That, that seems just so easy at the time. Now I have three in three different spots. So it's like, eh. But um, he's super helpful. But I just knew, like, I have to be done at this time to go be a mom. And whatever I don't finish, I'm going to have to do at night or pass along to one of my girls. But it's taken me, like, probably seven years to get to the point where I'm like, okay, well, you may or may not see me at the office. Y'all can handle it without me. And I don't even really meet with our clients anymore. I've got some really awesome girls who handle that now. Well, I think it's a good signal anytime we can take off that badge of being busy and make it not about that and make it more about the quality of the work and loving to stay involved but not making it about us and our busyness because to your point like things run without you I mean there's obviously things that you do at the next level but it's in terms of your team that's really the greatest compliment of all right you know yes every we get a lot of compliments on our team they're amazing there is 
what I really started to realize, like, okay, I can't do all of this, is is once we started getting more girls working here, there's so much behind the scenes, like time off, payroll, insurance, um, you know, benefits. Hey, I'm spending a lot more on gas than I thought I would. Hey, my cell phone. So there's just so many like behind the scenes stuff that was t- is taking up so much of my time. And I was like, what can I remove so that my life is better and like my family's taken care of, but without hurting where, where we've gotten in the business. And I think it's just hiring good people that you trust, pay them well, you know, be okay with making less to be there for your family. But I've found that when I am like, okay, I'm fine with taking less home to do less and to have a more sane life. I find that having more hands, more people to help, like I've never taken a pay cut once I've hired somebody new. It's like we just continue to move forward because we can handle so much more. And that's one thing I didn't realize in the beginning was I was like, I'm gonna do everything myself. Like I'm gonna only have that person work a little bit of time um, thinking I was saving money. But I finally learned in the event industry, like each thing takes a certain amount of time no matter when it's done. So like I could have one person going for 30 hours straight or I could have five people going for just six hours and it's done I'm paying the same and it's done quicker and people aren't tired so it took me a few years to learn no matter what it takes a certain amount of time to make this happen how are you divvying this out to people and and myself that's such good advice because I don't think a lot of entrepreneurs have to learn that lesson until it's basically at the point where they're forced to and sometimes that's not the best time to learn it sometimes it's nice to have a chance to put that into action before you need it right Okay, so tell us about the wedding industry. What about it would surprise someone who's not a part of it? The wedding industry is great. It is, people are always going to get married, right? And um, even when the economy is not great, people are still getting married. I I would say what would shock people is what people spend on the wedding. Like that is the, even to me when they're writing checks to this business, I'm like, you're going to spend that much on flowers? So even to me to this day, I'm like, that's a lot of money. But like I said, you know, flowers are very expensive for a reason. And people, it's the only decor at a wedding, really. I mean, you have some linens, yes. But flowers is what's on the table. It's what people are taking pictures of. Um, and I think people are really understand, like, understand that. And also social media has made that much a bigger deal because they're like, I want mine to look like that. And whereas before, like nobody really knew what other people's weddings looked like, right? But now it's like, I want I want that wedding or I want mine to look up like up to that scale. So I think people would be most surprised at how much people spend on various things for like wedding ticket items, wedding dresses, a photographer, flowers. It's just, it's a lot of money, but that people are, that they're okay with spending and I'm even in the industry I'm like oh my gosh this, this is a lot but but it's always usually the parents paying a, a lot of times is for us and so it's not you know young you know 23 24 year olds just getting started it's usually the parents who are like so excited to do this for their kids or like they've been saving or like their dream to have a beautiful wedding so that that does make it a little bit easier to swallow I think is it's not like the young adult right Okay, so let's say someone's listening and they've always had a passion for the idea of a floral shop. Because I I know actually a few friends that have said, when I get older, I'm going to open a little flower shop. And obviously the wedding side of it is a whole different one. But what skills would you say are necessary to do that work successfully that maybe people underestimate? I would say that having the flower shop is like the hardest part of this business because at this point people come to us for their weddings um, just from being around a while but from a flower standpoint having a flower shop so like you don't know what people are going to order so the week before is like a gamble I just kind of do a big order and hope it sells but like nobody could order you know you never know and so you could be left with all this extra product that's waste and that's just like lost money 
And so I would say just, uh, I don't know, it, it, it's hard. The, the, the flower shop side of things is difficult because you don't know who's gonna order the next week. At least for a wedding, we know how much to order. They've already paid, we go set up, it's beautiful, yay. But for you know flower shop, you know last week we were slammed, and I didn't order enough flowers, so we had to you know put a lot sold out on a lot of things, which we don't like to do. This week we're not as busy as last week, so we have more flowers left over than. So I would say the balance of just like what's too much, what's not enough, and then like having enough volume for it to be worth it. Like what is it worth you to take home, like a paycheck? Like how many arrangements do you need to sell for it to be worth the, all the work? Because it's a lot of work, and then decide if it's worth doing because all the overhead you have to have a shop and you know if you're only selling like 20 things you're not gonna be able to cover your overhead or pay yourself and then at that point why even do it so i think just like have a good game plan how are you going to get your name out there how do people order from you you know have some help with people that can make beautiful arrangements and also like delivering them and and having a good delivery driver that we love like stay around because that's really hard if we have like 15 orders like they have to be delivered and believe me you don't want to be taking the order arranging it and delivering it you will do it for one week and be done you just have to have there's a lot of just hands and I, I would say if you're thinking about having a flower shop just do it from home for a while nobody has to know it can be pickup only just keep your overhead down as much as possible of course have a cooler because having any even if it's like a small coca-cola fridge that you bought and had here in your garage like me a long time ago you need to have a way to keep the flowers lasting to the next week so that you're not losing all that profit that's such a good point i did not even think about the fact that you have to pre-plan your order yeah given you don't know that i mean because i'm always ordering flowers and like asking for them to be delivered within you know two or three days right so obviously the florist already has to have those flowers on hand. That's mind blowing. I don't know why I never thought about that. Yeah, and it's and it's like if you don't sell it, it's just like a sad because they just kind of die in there, and then b just lost profit, you know. So and that's what anybody wants. Okay, so anyone that knows you knows that you're passionate well beyond flowers. What else are you really passionate about? Well, my kids' school, education is important. I'm just trying to ultimately raise really good people. They don't have to be like the smartest kids in the class, but like I want people to know that like they have manners and that they care for others. So I'm really passionate about, I'm trying to like navigate how to raise kids because I have a kindergartner, which is like, they're so curious about everything. I'm pretty passionate about, you know, our country, um, my health, like now that I'm like 30, going to be 35, I'm like changing some way that I do things. I'm like, is that really good in my body? I don't know, you know, I wanna live a long time. Is that kind of what you mean? Yeah, no, it's all great. I, you know, I think just being centered around this whole philosophy of more of what matters, that's not one thing to every person. It's multiple things, especially as women. I think we wear so many hats. I think we navigate a lot of life in the seasons. So you're in a season where those things are really important. I'm sure they'll continue on for you too, but I can completely relate to all those things. So I get that. And I think it's also challenging because we aren't always the people we started our business being, right? Like we grow through that. And so what have you noticed yourself? Like where have you seen the biggest growth? From for home life or work? Just in terms of like since starting your business to the woman you are now. I think just like investing in good people. If you're trying to grow, you know, surround yourself with people who have the same like goals and visions and like just same with my kids I want them to be surrounded at places that like I believe and that have the same values as us so everybody that works at something pretty floral like 
feels the same way about you know how we treat our customers as I do like we want them to feel spoiled have a beautiful experience um, you know if they're unhappy with something which happens you know people aren't gonna like love what they get or maybe the flowers don't look as fresh as they would think like we how can we make it right we don't want to lose you as a customer let us send you a new one so I would just say like keeping myself and like having like a good strong support system if you can find some like I actually don't have family here that I will I do but it, like my mom lives in a different state my in-laws live in a different um, city and then like my dad and stepmom have young kids that they're like super involved so it's been nice finding people that I can trust that I know like they know this is my life they know like if I have to bring some of the kids up to, to the office they're like oh hi you know they understand and they embrace it and then just like at our school like mom friends that like understand and they're like hey let me take them home for you today and I just feel safe and know that like they're with good company. So I think just find people, they don't have to be family. Like you can find people that you trust and that you can be on like common ground with. Cause that's what I've kind of had to do. Yeah, it's almost that intentional community where you have to be active to create it. You can't just stumble across it always. You have to be an active participant in that. But I think a lot of people coming out of 2020 found that really difficult to do, but you have to be really intentional about it, I think. Right, no, absolutely. So. If you weren't doing this, what's your ultimate dream job? Do you have one? If I wasn't doing this, I've always really liked real estate. I, if, yeah, I would be doing something with real estate, I think. Or just, I don't know if I could be like a full-time stay-at-home mom because I like to, you know, have something that's mine that I am working on. So I would say probably real estate or maybe like a boutique. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. You kind of have that right now. I mean, you definitely have elements of that. Yeah, you're right. I think real estate. I love that. I love everything about it and even... You know, at some point would love to like invest in some rental properties. And so let me yeah. just, so I'm still trying to figure out some things over here and then we'll <laughs> maybe move to that at some point. The way the entrepreneurial mind works though, it's never linear. And being that your husband is one too, I'm sure that kind of like that. Oh yeah. We're always exchanging ideas. And like, I can always tell when this in his mind is like, and I'm like, sweetie, it's been a long day. Like, like let's talk tomorrow about your new genius idea. But yeah, it's true. I totally get that. Okay, so um, what would somebody never guess about you personally? Like, would something surprise them if they knew you just on Instagram? Yes, that I actually am an introvert. Oh, I love that. We love to be at home. And like, I don't, I, I'm not as social as I might seem. And here you are planning like the most exquisite, major, most major event of someone's life with as many people as they can fit in a room. But it's the behind the scenes part. So I've had to become more comfortable with, like I've recently hired a brand manager um, because we've had a lot of brands reach out to us wanting to work with us and I've never had that happen before and I don't really know how to navigate that. So pretty much every day she tells me why well, I need to go on Instagram and post and that's weird because I feel like I'm answering to somebody else. But just getting more comfortable, like one-on-one -on -one is great, but like I would rather be at home like watching movies and just hanging out with some wine than even out, like, or like I like a restaurant with like a small group of people. Like a lot of people overwhelms me, which might not seem like me, but that is, I'm, I'm, I'm growing out of that shell a little bit. And I'm, I have really bad anxiety, untreated anxiety. And I will tell anybody, having three kids just makes you anxious, but I refuse to take anything. So I'm just untreated <laughs> and anxious. I was going to say, do you have any good coping mechanisms for it? Anything that helps you? I'm still, still working through that. Just knowing when I need to like go be by myself for a minute and like sometimes being anxious and overwhelmed, like overstimulated is a good word. Like I can then get short with my kids and I'm like, oh, 
okay, I'm getting short with them for something that's not even their fault. Sometimes I just need to go be alone for a minute, take a couple deep breaths, like clear my head. But when everyone's kind of talking and yelling at once, it's just kind of, it's a lot. So just learning how to like regroup when you're feeling stressed because definitely being at home and trying to like, you still have work stuff in the back of your mind. My phone goes off constantly. So just learning how to deal with the, the chaos, I guess, has been. Yeah, I, I bet adding the third really kind of like amplified that a little bit. Who's the easiest? My six month old is the easiest. It's my three-year-old that gives me the hardest time. Like, he's so difficult. He's just such a little man. He just wants to, like, be 12, I feel like. So, the baby's easy. Yeah. No, I get it. I get that. Okay, so what's something you've done that you would never do again? It could be entrepreneurial. It could be outside of that. Oh, okay. What have I done that I would never do again? Move into a big office during a pandemic. So, I <laughs> this big office and overextended myself financially, like the business, just during an already hard time. And that mm -hmm. set us back a little bit, like trying to play catch up. Um, I mean, now it's great, but yeah, in 2021, the beginning of 2021, we moved into a 4,000 square foot office and I completely renovated it from the ground up. Wow. So that wasn't my best business decision. I mean, now it's great, but um, I should have waited a couple years, honestly. But I would say just not getting in too over your head with like overhead because that can be where you know you have challenges and debt and that kind of stuff so yeah and when you're stressed you're at least creative I feel like right I mean there's 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 a little bit of like obviously some level of stress is kind of always existing but in terms of financial stress it's not usually where we're most creative so I've noticed that too okay so just thinking about your journey so far do you think you'll be doing this in 10 years like do you think the brand will have evolved? What do you envision? I think we still will be. I'm, I'm finally kind of like on my tippy toes over here, kind of like halfway in, halfway out, where it really runs. Like I just picture it as, <clears throat> okay, backtrack. So like three years ago when I started not going to weddings and trusting girls to go do it on my own, there was another florist in town who told me that some other wedding planners were like talking bad about that. Oh, she's never even there and you know, yada, yada, yada. And the way that I described it to her was, I was like, well, the McDonald's CEO isn't there making the food. Not saying I'm anywhere near McDonald's, but like the owner does not have to be there to make things flow. And I told her, I was like, I can't be doing weddings every Saturday. Like I have two kids, like this, I'm just not gonna do that. And it's funny because now all of those florists who were kind of saying something are now doing the same thing. So I just think people realize like, hey, you know, at a point like this should be able to be run if you train people well and have people you trust like without me there and that's like my overall goal i try to i cha i'm changing stuff up this year that i'm not going to any weddings anymore unless i'm actually meeting with the bride and i have set like a minimum of what they must spend for me to meet with them and that eliminates hurting anyone's feelings like why don't you want to meet with me it's just strictly if this is your budget i'm available um, if not, you know, one of our other amazing girls can help you, but I just, I have to limit with who I, how many people I meet with just from my family standpoint. It sounds like you've actually done a great job of setting boundaries when a lot of people struggle with that. Thank you. I feel like I have kind of, but it is hard because sometimes there's like, you know, friends, you know, getting married and you're like, okay, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll meet with you. But I just have to remember like, okay, if I'm meeting with this bride, like you're going to expect me on their wedding day. And I, you know, we have soccer now and baseball and I don't want to miss that. I'll, I'll miss occasionally, but I want to be at every practice 
in every game and all the birthday parties and I want to be picking the kids up at school and so um, I've just shaped the model of my business to fit what I need and it's yeah kind of worked so far so and it's not a sacrifice of quality I mean obviously you, you very much trust the girls that work with you so that's not like I try to when I'm hiring I try to find girls that are better than me like I can bear I barely got on this podcast like I barely know how to do Google Docs I barely even know how to airdrop a, a, a picture. Like my executive director, Megan, she really handles all of our weddings. She's like so tech savvy. She does all the things. And then all the girls that work here probably design flowers better than me. And who wouldn't want that, right? That's amazing. Well, that is the dream. That is absolutely the dream, Taylor. Thank I'm you. so proud of you. Thank You've me. just built an incredible business. And it sounds like you're already like blessing so many other people through the business. Thank you. Um, so any... Any tips on just getting started with a brand on social media? Obviously, hiring somebody great to help you sounds like a, a tip for sure, but you've built a pretty big presence on Instagram. Like a social media presence? Um, yeah. Well, ours was really just reaching out to people with larger followings. Just, hey, can I send you these flowers? Would you mind posting about them? Like, no commitment or anything, but a lot of times they got it and they loved it and they posted and social media is hard. I mean, there's a lot, if you're trying to like build a following, there's ways that you can gain followers by, you know, doing campaigns where, you know, you have to pay and then the people have to follow a certain, I mean, there's ways to get followers <clears throat> that is not like bots, that is real. So like you can invest in getting a following if you want. We've done that a couple times. Um, like when we're trying to do like big pushes for like Mother's Day or Valentine's Day. Um, and a lot of like large influencers do that. Like they're just, that's how they make money is having more followers, more people to view their product. Like people turn their nose up at it sometimes, but like it's a legit business. And um, we found that influencers have been who has promoted our business the most. And that's how we've grown the most is when we started like being more present online. Um, and so building an online presence is just getting the word out there, posting more. It's hard to post. Like I am like, ugh. Some days I don't want to, but the more you post, the more people see, the more people follow. It's like a whole other business thing that I'm actually learning right now. So this is something that I am learning. And so I decided to invest in somebody to come help me um, because, and I'll mention some cool brands who have reached out because I'm like honestly super proud of it. But we did a really big campaign last year with Michaels and we did commercials with them and promoted their products. We are about to work with Julie Voss. It's a jewelry company who I personally love. Hill House, it's a, it's a dress company. We are about to do a big event with them. And then, um, you know, we work with, well, we have another really awesome one. I don't know if it's gonna pan out or not yet, but I actually can't say who it is with. But it's with a really big home improvement store that everybody knows about. Um, something for Christmas that we is in the works. And so, um, I've never done this before. So I, with my first campaign, turns out I was, it was much more valuable than what I, what I um, put on paper. So now I know like what things are worth that they're asking for. Yeah. Just hiring her has helped my business so much. That's awesome. So um, this has been, this is a whole, so th I think like the weddings are, no, they know what they're doing. The shop, they know that's what they're doing. I am really focused on this new baby, which is working with brands who want to be associated with something pretty floral. And um, that's all new for us. So I'm kind of learning that. But it, it's all social media. It's all posting. And it's a whole world out there. So I'm trying to learn. That's so exciting, Taylor. That's awesome. Thanks. 
Thank you. And I know you did a, a recent event with Nordstrom, so that's a big deal. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. Hello. <laughs> Nordstrom's. Yeah, we were just in Nordstrom's. That was really cool. And they've asked us to come back a few more times. One of them we just couldn't. Mother's Day is just too hard to like lose half of our staff because that's we're busier on Mother's Day than Valentine's. But we're going to do a fun pop-up there for Christmas. Um, we've been approached by anthropology for some things. So yeah, now this, this is fun. Like we're just having fun at this point and just trying to learn this new world we're in of like promoting stuff online. So, you know what's so neat is that you have your business and you've you've grown that and you've stabilized that and you've created a reputation there and you also haven't let that limit you in the ways that you pursue new things as an extension. And I think a lot of times as a business owner, it can be really easy to stay in your comfort zone or also just be afraid that if you start doing something new outside of that little box that you've created, that it's going to somehow hurt you. And I think you have to be careful, obviously, but it sounds like you've kind of exercised that, like innovate, but also don't race to just anything. Be careful about the brands you partner with, what you do, but right. pay attention to what opportunities are right in front of you. Yeah. I told um, Brooke, who's my brand manager, that I want to stay true to something pretty floral and I am good to do this, but I want it to be like event related, um, cool vases, cool um, holiday decor. Maybe it's an out cute outfit I'm wearing to one of our events, but you will rarely see me post like, here's what I'm wearing, I'm tagging it. I mean, who knows, I might get to that point, but. Never say never. Right now, you know, I want people to trust me for like who does something pretty floral? Who do they like to get their vases? Who do they like to get faux floral from for like their dining room table? Where do they get their ornaments for their Christmas tree? So um, those are things I'm kind of trying to focus on and we're gonna launch this new campaign soon um, called Something Pretty at Home. I can't really say much more about that, but just ways that we are growing in people's homes, not necessarily with flowers. So exciting. See where that goes. Could go nowhere, but it could be cool, so we'll see. Well, you said it first here, so thank you for sharing that. I did. Well, thank you so much for your time. I just, I love hearing stories from entrepreneurs that are inspiring me on a daily basis, and I see you at the playground, so that's fun too. Thanks, friend. Yes, thank you for having me. I'll talk to you later. Well, I love a fun conversation. That was super fun to record, and I hope you enjoyed it. Please rate, review, share this podcast. It means so much when I see you tagging it on stories. We now have an Instagram, More of What Matters podcast on IG. And always tag me, always A. I will reshare. And I love hearing what really resonates and what you took away from each episode. Have a fabulous week.